0: Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your wisdom at work in us. Thank you for the testimonies, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. It's by your grace we get to see the next day. Thank you for the assurance of life. to step into a new season Lord I pray that you teach us to steward this season well to do better in this time in this moment where things are turning for the world Father teach us to be more like you Direct our steps, forward. Keep your body clean, pure, more like you. Let the love of God be refreshed in the heart of every Christian. Everyone that has ever professed your name. Let your love rise in them again. Let them be addicted to the word again. Let them be addicted to prayer again. Now our heart to open to receive the word of God. Thank you. Because it replenishes us, strengthens us, builds us. And we're living here with new knowledge, new grace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's good to have you in service again, Jay. Yeah. Um, we missed you. How many Sundays now? Is it just two or three or five? 30,0? <laughs> A lot of Sundays. A whole lot of Sundays. I should be preaching on this mic, isn't it? It's just I don't know. Okay, you see you see the difference? Everybody now hears me, like hears me, you know. Let's let's hope I make it maybe the the, the way would be to have you call the screen and then I can just hold the mic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about something everybody knows. Okay, the people that were there. Mm-hmm. It's a special Sunday. I'll tell you why. Last week, we ended Be Strong and Do It. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very powerful ending. Okay. People told me that they had knowledge overload <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't stop talking because I said we must finish and let's, let's just cross this bridge <laughs> and we did it, right? Okay, and then I said, since it's Brits last Sunday, she should pick from my sermon, uh, Love, which sermon should be preached today and she chose a sermon called Mark C. right? Very interesting. I was, she picked it. I was like, interesting. And the reason is because it was one of those revelations that I just kept to the side. I said, okay, one day in life. <laughs> and then that day appeared. But when I went back, because I had already started working on the sermon a long time ago, I looked and I saw something. And I said, Brits actually chose this sermon. And when we see it, we know why. In that sermon, I saw a line there. And it says, we'll be in Jamaica. In that really? Lesson, yeah. I looked at it and I said, interesting. So we'll be in Jamaica. The next place I mentioned was Kazakhstan. And the next place I measured I think maybe, I said, North and South Korea. Wow. Now that's ambitious, huh? and this is her last one and that's what she said so it's very exciting i say we're entering into a new season since she won't be here to hear it she might as well hear the message or what god would have us know for september Woo! like i said i don't usually say oh every month this is what this mm-hmm. month is going to be i don't force a word but there's no word <laughs> God didn't tell you anything specifically for the month, don't try. He didn't tell you anything for the year, kindly just read your Bible and keep going. Mm -hmm. And we'll see why it's important in this sermon. But he said that September will be a month of new beginnings. And that was very important. And then also, an instruction he gave is to really make an effort. To increase in
1: grace
0: just increase the grace of god in your life you know sometimes we will talk about people and grace and say oh it's because of the grace on his life it's the grace is the grace of different grace and you just remain like that because this is the fixed grace on your life you can't help it but you can peter wrote and he said grow in grace and in the knowledge of jesus christ so two ways that you grow in grace number one knowing Jesus. The more you know about him, the more the grace in your life increases. What is the grace of God? I love how I'm coming front of this thing. What is the grace of God? The grace of God is spiritual currency. And it is what determines the level of God's manifestation in your life. The level and the frequency of divinity appearing in your life. When the grace of God on your life is very low, it's as though God shows up once in a blue moon. Sometimes people are asking for, Lord, anoint me with fresh oil. What they really want is the next level of grace in their life. The oil doesn't really get old necessarily. You just have to keep it burning, you know, through the way you're living, right? But sometimes you want a deeper experience of God, and so you have to go in deeper. And so you see, stack up on the grace of God. Really intentionally grow in grace. Intentionally increase yourself. The first time I had something like this happen with me was when Houston, on holiday and i saw this very big bible and i was just so curious as to why this it, it was humongous when i say it's big here like... and i was wondering what makes up the content of this bible it's not like the print was like children's books so I... <laughs> but there was a greek lexicon there there was all of it in one book you know so i started reading and that's where I started diligently following my Genesis to Revelation plan. That's why I started doing all these stories in the Old Testament. That's how I became serious. Because I've never been that one that they told all the Bible stories when they were young and no. But I started reading Abraham, you know, going like that. He keep going, Moses, Joshua, all of that. Get to the Kings, you know, prophetesses, Esther, them, you know. He keep. So, I was like, okay. Yeah, man, you just keep going. And that's why I knew stuff. And I used to do this every day. So I'll be reading the Bible, reading the Bible. And one thing, when the Bible becomes a frequent thing in your life, prayer becomes frequent. Because it just inspires prayer. The Bible inspires communication with God. You just want to be connected with that being that you're reading about. So, that's what really pushed me far spiritually. And in that time, it just comes to me like this, and I have something to share with you. There's always something to share. And the reason there's always something to share is because there's always something coming in. So, that's how it works. But lovely testimonies. And it's good that, you know, few times in life do I cry. Few? Almost never. Because I feel it's a waste of my time. <laughs> but this morning, preparing for this service, tears kept coming to my, my heart and my eyes. I didn't give away because kind of <laughs> but it was a strong emotion because of everything i have done. You know, it's not easy to be a leader. There are Sundays that I am prepared for service and I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't want to come in front of this moment. <laughs> Sometimes when people see me preaching passionately, you just think, "Oh, this is what I just want to do with my life and destiny." Ask anybody that really knows me. I like, I just stay in my room, stay within my house, and just be living there. Won't do anything else. Just be living. Just live. Be in my oh. own circle. It's why I don't study really to preach. The things i share with you are things i discovered in the bible i'm like wow that's really good that's a really good one this is powerful then then i'm just like okay let me show you guys what i saw in my bible it's as simple as that mark and see i will really with the scriptures mark and C. mark and C. first go to first kings Chapter Twenty. I'll read to you from verse one. How do you see the story? I'm going to try and fly quickly. Are we ready? Everybody ready? Ready, ready, ready. The Lord will increase our influence, and we'll begin to see ourselves on different platforms, different media. A sudden multiplication, sudden rise in force and in influence. It'll be known as TDM, the Lord's Force. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into some things about angels, but an angel on this matter, and then the second angel, we're going to be talking about, this is the Spirit from the Lord, right? It's on the music spirit on music but we'll come to it be strong and do it too. we're done with that so let's be in and see now we're ready god spoke to me a lot so my seventh thing is good with all sorts of jumps where you know, he has input so i told you that brit's part at this time is prophetic and so it means more for us so i was not Crying too much. First Kings chapter 20. And Ben hadad Ben-Hadad. The king of Syria gathered all his hosts together, and there were thirty and two kings with him, and horses and chariots, and he went up and besieged Samaria and warred against it. And he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, into the city, and said unto him, First saith Ben that thy silver and gold, he's invading the territory. And he says, your silver and gold is mine, your wives and children, mine, even the goodliest. He's saying the very best is mine. Okay? And the king of Israel answered and said, Israel, God's people. Now, let's allow Old Testament stories to be connecting for you. A man named Jacob was going to see his brother Esau, whom his mother had helped take his birthright from him. Esau was actually the firstborn. Okay, but helped take the birthright, the blessing that was meant to come on him from Isaac. So there's Abraham, God's man, okay, father of faith, Hmm? believed God for a son. God gave him Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, okay, and the mother had helped Jacob take or have Esau's birthright. Now Jacob is about to see Esau, and he knows that his brother wants to kill him because. He didn't get the blessing from Isaac. So Jacob separates himself and decides to seek God because he doesn't want to die. See? Because he knows he saw his face. So, in that time, an angel comes to him in that night and he starts to wrestle with the angel saying, I will not let go of you till you bless me. Because he knew that if that angel blessed him, he will be fine, he would be protected, he has God's seal. And that's how his name was changed from Jacob to Israel, mm-hmm. right? As a prince, you gain power with God. It's like God's army, God's strength, the one that wrestling with God. So, now we have, of course, from Jacob's line, all kinds of people coming out of him. Not kind of people coming out of him, now it sounds like he's just barfing up people, no of course giving birth all that kind of stuff reproduction everything so now this is like a people do you understand i could say the marley family let's say milupi right milupi family right abati family you are shocked i know there's their surnames. <laughs> okay Lunettes, isn't it but what's the surname i can't believe it. how do you know yes. <coughs> what's the surname? Cousins. oh cousins yes yes yes, yes. How cousins, no no, no you don't understand no one knows my middle name. i can't believe this how <laughs> oh! <laughs> ah wait one other oh my god oh, see i'm calling everyone so <laughs> so now we have that so with israel right it's a, it's a land so the king of israel answered and said my lord okay according to thy saying i am thine and all that i have is this working Oh, I didn't tell <laughs> one. My lord, okay. According to thy saying, I am thine and all that I have. So the king of Israel has submitted. And the messengers came again, Benhadad from Syria, descending. He says, Thus speak. Follow me, in technical, please. First speak, saying, although I have sent unto thee that your silver and gold and wives and children is mine, yet I will send my servants unto you, and whatever they pick out is mine. It's a different kind of authority now." Before, he was specific as to what he wants. Now he's saying anything that they pick is mine. Don't even think about it. Okay? Then the king of Israel says, I agree to the first one. Silver, gold, wives and children. I wonder how he agreed to that. Alright? They besieged it. Remember, said so they were going to capture this. But he said, this one I would not agree. So scroll down. Verse 10. Let's look at verse 10. Right. From 9, he said unto him, Tell my lord the king, all that you said before I will do, but this thing I will not do. And the messengers departed and brought him word again. And Behadad sent unto him and said, The gods do so unto me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria shall suffice, for the hands full for all the people that follow me. Basically, he's like, I must do this thing and it's like, let me be cursed if the, kind of people, if the number of people that are come to just be taking things from you doesn't come like that. And the king of Israel I wonder where he was bold from. He was, this was Ahab The king of Israel said, Let not him that girdeth on his harness boast himself, as he that putteth it off. So for this part, I want to read you some versions to break down just that part okay? verse Is that verse 11? Oh, should um, help me so he says i'll read the good news bible it says tell king ahab answered tell king ben hadad that a real soldier does his boasting after a battle not before it tell king tell the king that a real soldier doesn't bragging." in i've read that great another one says tell him one who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. Okay? Very complex things. Different translations say different things. So all the Muslims will be fighting. But well, don't worry. Yeah? He says, Tell the king, A girded man, that is, he that goeth to battle, does not have glory evenly as a man that is ungirded. That is. As he that has the victory and has put off his hammers. What the king is basically saying is, we've already won this battle. You are coming to fight. Me, I have no armor and I've already won. He says, don't talk too tough. Like, so where is this boldness coming from? Who knows? But look at that. He says, and it came to pass when ben heard this message as he was drinking. Now, ben was very into drinking. Okay, He and the kings in the pavilions that he said, you know, when he heard his message, that he said unto his servants, set yourselves in array, and they set themselves in array. So they were about to say, I'm executing judgment, right? And behold, there came a prophet unto whom Ahab, the king of Israel, saying, Thus said he, Has thou seen all this great multitude? Have you seen the kind of people that are coming against you? He says, Behold, I will deliver it into thine hand, I will deliver it into thine hand this day, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Hmm? Thou shalt know that I am the Lord. The prophet is talking. Once you to know that the man is talking, I'm saying, I, I am the Lord, okay? just, just follow it. And Ahab said, By whom? This is why I like Ahab. I need my other advice because this one is going to give up on me. This is why I like Ahab. A prophet gives an instruction, say something, you're going to defeat the people. Ahab says, How? He's not even into chance. He's not just, oh, great prophet, you're so wonderful. Don't stop there. Ask, how? He says, by whom? And he said, so saith the Lord, even by the young men of the princes of the provinces. Is he now specificity? Specificity. So he's following. Then he said, who shall order the battle? Look at how he's asking the prophet questions. He didn't stop at it. He could have stopped. Do you understand? But he says, who? You know? Who is going to order the battle? Who is going to to say that the battle should should start? When? did did we leave off? Yes, 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 yes. Where? 14, great. Then he said, yes, you, thou, okay? Then he numbered the young men of the princes of the provinces that there were 232. And after them, he numbered all the people even all the children of Israel being 7,000. And they went out at noon. I want you to see this. He gets a prophetic word. But I think this missed out something because Is this the NKJB? That's fine. We'll be fine with the flag. (laughs) Jay, how you doing? Great. Yeah. Great. Where are we now? We're at 15, right? Great. So he numbered them and saw 7,000. And they went out at noon. But Ben was what? Again? Drinking. It's like I'm preaching about drinkers in or getting drunk. Anyway, Ben was drinking himself drunk. This one was a different level of drinking. In the pavilions. In the pavilion. He was doing it Anyway, the point is this. He and the kings, the 30 and 2 kings that helped him. And the young men of the princes of the provinces went out first, and ben sent out, and they told him, saying, there are men that have come out of Samaria. You remember, now ben is moving, right? I mean, Ahab and his people are moving, because the prophet has given an instruction that God will deliver them, right? So he was, and he said, well, I ask, because if they've come out for peace, take them alive. And even if they've come out for war, take them alive. Anyhow, bring them, don't bring them to me. So these young men of the princes came out of the city, and the army would follow them. And they slew everyone his man, and the Syrians fled, and Israel pursued them, and Ben the king escaped, all right, On a horse with the horsemen. And the king of Israel went out and smote the horses, and they slew the Syrians with the great slaughter. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go strengthen thyself and mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. Of course. Now with be strong and do it. It took till to, what the fourth episode, right? Before I finally show you the theme scripture, this is I've started. Mm-hmm. I've shown you already. This is where the Mark and Z revelation comes from. The prophet already came and said, God is going to deliver it into your hand. Okay? They go and do as the prophet has said, and it's been delivered. But here's the wisdom of the king. He listens to the prophet again. I told you, every king needs a prophet, a priest, somebody who is hearing from God. Every person, every leader. Either you're hearing for your people or you need somebody that's strong. The Bible talks of a particular king, and he said, as long as he sought the ways of the Lord, he prospered in his leadership. The moment he left out the prophet, he started to mess up, and that's what happened to Ahab. Okay, because he found out eventually God, God made sure he died. And the way he died was even more stupid because he died by a random arrow. Someone just shot an arrow in the air, and it was just him, it was just his own lack of luck that just took him. So it says, Mark and see, because the king is going to return see mark and see mm-hmm. he didn't just say the king is going to return he said mark and see write it notice mm-hmm. that this king is going to come back to attack you. okay and the servants of the king said unto him they are gods now the servants of the king of syria that escaped said what that they are gods this is where who knows toron song yeah? Your god of the hills and valleys yeah Thoreau, no. Transgret is you, I So, and also you, wait. okay. And also, okay. So, <laughs> so, he says, their gods they are gods, gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than us. But let us fight in the plain, meaning in the valley, right? And surely, we'll be stronger than them. And do this thing, take the kings away, every man out of his place, and put captains in their rooms. Remove the kings and put men of war in their places. And number thee an army, like the army that thou hast lost, horse for horse. So now, they are giving strategies to the opp. you understand? Horse for horse, chariot for chariot, they're talking. We'll fight against them in the plain, and surely well, we, we will be stronger than them. And he happened unto their voice and did so. But the prophet has spoken that they're going to be back. Mark and see, God is planning to still deliver. Okay? And it came to pass on the return of the year that Benadar numbered the Syrians and went up to Africa to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were numbered, and were all present and went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flocks of kids. But the Syrians filled the country. He says, The armies of the children of Israel were like two flocks of goats, of young goats, small goats. So that's how small they were. But the Syrians filled the whole country because remember the instruction was Get the number of the people you lost so they made sure they had enough people. Now I want you to see how it happened. And they came a man of God. I want you to see how God wants to work with Israel, his people. Always with prophetic instruction. Always with help from him, his wisdom. And speak unto the king of Israel and said, Thus said the Lord, because the Syrians have said, you see, because God hears everything. I told you he heard Sarah laughing from the room. When he was telling Abraham that you're going to have a son, or Abraham that you're going to have a son, and Sarah laughed, and he said, "So because Sarah has laughed, his name is going to be Isaac, meaning laughter." So he heard God heard their conversation, the Syrians. He says, "Because the Syrians have said that the Lord is the God of the hills, but He's not the God of the valleys. Therefore, you see, don't vex God. He's very competitive, actually, you know." He's very willing to show himself. He says, Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thy hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Hmm? And they pitched one the over against the other seven days, and so it was, that in the seventh day the battle was joined, really saddened, and the children of Israel slew of the Syrians, hundred thousand footmen, in one day. But the rest fled to Arthur, into the city, and then, even when they, the enemies run, God was to intervene. But that, what, what is it? A war. From where? Who said? Who pushed? He says, and there a wall fell upon seven thousand of the men that were left. And ben Had fled the king and came into the city, into an inner chamber. And his servant said unto him, Behold, now we have heard that the kings of the house of, of Israel are merciful kings. So Let us, I pray thee, we heard that they are merciful. Now they are not suggesting counter-attack. <laughs> then we heard that they are merciful. <laughs> I pray thee, put sackcloth on our loins and ropes upon our heads and go out to the king of Israel. For eventually he will save thy life. Right? So, they gathered up sackcloth and put ropes on their heads and all that kind of stuff. And the servant said, I pray thee, let me live. So, they, they came to beg. What I want you to notice is the mark and see instruction. Mark and you will see this. What was the importance? Could it be that if the king had not marked or taken note of what the prophet had said, it would not have happened that way? That's my question. Could it be? What is the importance of marking and seeing? What is the relationship? Between noting what God has said and the fulfillment of what He has said, is there a relationship in any way? That's that's what I I seek to explore. You know, with what we are we're looking at today. That's what I seek to explore. Mark it and see. Mark it and see. Mark it and see. So I think document and you would experience. Document and you would experience. You see, because the days we are living in right now have been told already. What's one of the most popular things Jesus said? It is written. Mm -hmm. It is written. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It is written of me. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: In the volume of the book, it is written of me. I have come to do your will, O God. That's in Hebrews. He comes out of the wilderness. He gets into the temple. He starts to flip through the book of Isaiah because they call him to read. Mm -hmm. And he looks for Isaiah 60 and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me, right? Because he has anointed me. And then he begins to state his ministry, okay? To bind the brokenhearted, to give recovery of sight to the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He starts to state that. But Jesus knew what was written about him. And could that be the reason he walked in line with God's plan? He was able to fulfill God's purpose? What is the relationship? Why do we say, write notes? Why do we say, um, um, have a to-do list. What's the relationship between uh, commitment, manifestation of a thing, and writing it down? Sometimes, if you forget something, the, the next question we ask is, "Oh, did you write it down? Did you make a note of it somewhere?" Why? Because there's actually a connection between mark and see, marking and seeing, noting and seeing. The thing you want, have you written it down? The Bible tells us: write the vision, make it clear. This is what I want. Those who do reports, they will see that every I plan to be at the end of the year, <laughs> I put numbers. I say this is target, so let me put it there. Without that, I may have average results. Mm. But if I can mark, then I will be able to see it. Understand? Mm-hmm. Mark, make an indent somewhere. Genesis 15, God was speaking to Abraham. He said, look at the stars, meaning look at the marking in the clouds. He says, if you are able to number them, so shall your descendants be. What is the importance of vision? He was speaking to Joshua, Joshua chapter 6. He was speaking to Joshua, maybe we should go there. Concerning Jericho that he wanted them to conquer. Now, this is a physical battle because it has a wall, a very serious wall that can't be broken down. Okay? There's no way that you'll be able to do it. But it says something. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. My question, how is he meant to see this? What was God expecting? See that I have given you Jericho see that I have given you this thing. How is he going to see it? It must be from the eyes of his heart, the eyes of his mind. He has to visualize. God works a lot with our vision. That's what I'm trying to say. When he gave the law, he said that he should make it a copy of the law for kings because he wants them to rule well. And they are meant to be reading that thing often. Then he said that you should also carry my word as lintels in, in your eyes. So you know that that uh, necklace that goes here? that uh, you, know, you see the Indian tribes, different things, and it goes down like this, right? He says, carry it like that, my word like that, so that you always see it. The, because he said that if you see it, you would remember, and in remembering, you would do it. For the Pharisees, all of them, their garments had writings of the law on them. My point is, God has this connection between if you will see this thing, you will do it. If it's written, you will do it. He said, I will write my law in their hearts. A connection between Mark It's a very simple message and a very simple revelation. But it explains the backbone behind everything that we do, our to-do lists, calendars, different things. Go to the book of Mark, chapter 4. Don't you see a parable? Could this be the missing connection between you and your goals? The things you're trying to accomplish? Mark and see. Mark and you'll see. Mark and you'll experience. Jesus begins teaching. Mark chapter 4, from verse 1. And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude. Jesus always had a crowd. Somebody said that there's an anointing for crowds. And you know what? I think I actually believe it. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen that anointing working. For some reason, you're talking about one person, and then the next thing, you find like 30 people around you, in just a couple of. It's a very strange phenomenon. The question, what's called the other people? How did they know about all those things? But that's, that's another thing anyway. So I, I think I believe it. There was gathered out to him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship. They were so great, it was not safe for him to be on the land anymore. This is the beginning of the COVID ministry. I'm joking, guys, but let you me know, you get a picture. There were so many people, and he entered he enter a ship and sat in the sea. I like the way the Bible describes things, as though he was just sitting on the water or something. But he said he was in a ship. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land, desperate to listen. And he taught them many things by parables, by examples, by imaginations, and said unto them in his doctrine, in his teaching, Behold, they went out a sower to sow. We can go to NKJU now, so that this can This is the parable of the sower, right? want not you to see this? And I'm describing the connection between what you write and what comes out of you. He says, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened, as he sowed, that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, much dirt, right? And immediately, it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. I want you to mark that word earth in your mental, you know? But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground, and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold, scroll down, please. And he said unto them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. If you heard this parable, would you understand it? He just told you about different places he fell. Would you just understand it from there? Okay. So, verse 10. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. They didn't understand it. Just said, he was, yes, here yes, and he just left them like that, speechless. Huh. Maybe it was a tactic to get them to follow him somewhere and ask, Is Jesus? And he said unto them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So meaning, somebody said he intentionally confused the message or just gave it to them in parables. You know, like when you tell somebody your DMs, boy, you're speaking in parables. Do you love me or not? Hey, so so. So that sin they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand lest they should turn and their sins should be forgiven them. Mystery. Does that mean he didn't want to forgive their sins? I'm just try to confuse your brains here. Let's go to verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? But Jesus, how do we understand? He just said somebody went to sow and he fell everywhere. Anyway, do you not understand? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows what? The word. Meaning the seed is the word. He's explained the parable. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. He's describing how the word of God comes to different people. Hmm? When Satan comes, meaning that was the bird that was exemplified, huh? comes and steals the word. These, likewise, are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. Glory! They spend more time clapping and shouting in church than actually accepting the message. They receive it with gladness. Mm, ah, mm. They spend more time on that. They're not actually receiving it. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. It only lasts for that service. Ah, did you hear the word today? Ooh! By the time you see them Wednesday, Thursday, it's like that word never came. They endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now that doesn't mean that everybody that celebrates the word of God, okay, has an issue. Because the the word actually says that we should also receive with gladness, okay? And celebrate people that receive the word with gladness. But he's trying to say something, that the reason is because they had no root in themselves. And the reason they had no root in themselves is because they didn't meditate upon that word. They didn't think about that word more, okay? So they only jumped about it. Now, afterward, when there's trouble because of that word, they stumble. That's interesting, because it means that every word that comes to you will be tested quite as soon as it comes to you. That's what you have there. As soon as persecution arises, not randomly, but for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So God tells you something. You learned about Mark and C, right? You want to see it happen. Hmm? So you write it down. Expect that the next test will also be around this thing. Jesus, at the baptism, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, goes into the wilderness. What Satan tell If you are the son of God. But God just said that he is the son of God. Why are you asking him again? The next temptation, for the Word's sake. See? But he had a wilderness period to be able to meditate on that word. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful so they're distracted too many things on their mind too many they're grabbing at too many things and so it chokes the word so that word can't bear fruit again god needs your time god needs your attention okay but these are the ones sown on good ground those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit Some 34, some 60, and some 100. I wanted you to see that. Because he's saying that it's the Word of God. So, what is the earth then? Where does the Word of God go? To your heart, to your human spirit. It receives it as food. Right? Now, scroll down. We'll read from 26. He said the kingdom of god is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow he himself does not know how it happens how does it happen you kept this seed here huh? nothing happened to it as long as it's there, nothing all of a sudden you put it in the earth and it starts to grow He says, for the earth yields crop by itself. First the blade, then the head, after the the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. What I want you to see here is that your spirit naturally produces what you put inside it. Naturally. It has the ability to do that. Whatever you put inside. Because remember, it's the earth in this parable. And that seed is the word of God. Now, whatever words, whatever thoughts, whatever things you give it, it will produce more of it. Your spirit is life-producing. One time, the Lord was explaining to me how uh, demons get into people's lives. He said, one of the things is when people meditate on fear. Meditate on fear, meditate on worry. For example, there are spirits of anger, fear, jealousy, pride. They exist. They are very much there. But it didn't just all enter from nothing. No. By your own spirit, you can meditate on thoughts of fear, worry, lack, till that thing becomes so real to you, it allows that devil to come to you. You've given life to that thought. It's one of the ways devil's just, you know, move. That's why I don't like to stay in place where there's too much tension, too much tension, 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 tension. Because they are trying to introduce an atmosphere into my life. I have seen people that are always worried
1: mm-hmm.
0: I say, dude, you're not bothered, you're, you're not worried. You know, when you see you, are just calm. Why are you just calm? Hey, you're messing with be panicking here. You know, don't go share it with you. <laughs> Better start running. <laughs> because they're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. what has been sown, they've allowed it to go deep. It has roots in them, remember? They've allowed it. So you don't allow that happen. But the earth yields crop by itself. What we invest in ourselves So we find that king that, the prophet said, mark and see, the king will be back. He'll come back for war. And he actually saw that that happened. And we notice a consistency, a consistency. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. He says, meditate on my word. He says, these things I've written unto you. Remember when we read in John, third John, these things I have written unto you that you'll join me before. What's the importance of writing, of having these things documented? Why can't we just make mental notes about everything mm-hmm. it's because there's a connection between reality and what is written you know sometimes we, we teach this thing manifestation they say write down your goal write down your thing you need to be able to see it sometimes they even tell you um write it down keep it on your wall and, and say it every morning or say is this mark and see principle mm-hmm. that they're trying to exercise that if you write something down, there is something. It's like it's, it, be, it becomes a living, kind of, in your life. It becomes a living. I have times of my own reflection where I, I just write. I can write about myself. I am better than this. I can be greater. Mm-hmm. I can do more. I know that in me, and that's why when you're in self-reflection and journaling, mm-hmm. make sure you don't write lies. This is important. It's deep, it's a simple revelation, but it's very important. Sometimes people call this thing journaling, right? Thought extension. And you'll be writing about yourself, and you'll be like, oh, I feel so stressed right now. This is happening, this is happening, never end it on just the stress. Just the worry, just the... Make sure you write also what your true convictions are, and how you're going to get out of this. I'm going through a lot right now. I know that a lot of stress, but I know that there's, there's, there's greatness inside. I can make it out of this trouble. I know within me. What you are doing is you are creating a, a story, a train, and let the end of that writing be victory. Do you understand? Because what you mark, you will what? See. If you eventually experience. It's a spiritual principle. Do this with anything. You have a case before you, right? How would it be? Decide from the start. How to be. This stuff is important. Let's look at some more things. Alright? We've seen the, the earth best foot of itself. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. We're moving very beautifully. Romans 15, verse 4. The scripture tells us For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. He says there's hope in what you write, right? And there's hope in what is written. The scripture tells you about yourself. And these things were made to live longer than you by writing. It has an internal value. I have a prayer, journal. When I look at where we are right now, how was I able to recognize this connection between Mark and C? can sometimes stop you from uh, realizing just how good God has been in your life. How was I able to recognize that this service was actually special and a lot of things? Because something was written. Something was written. There are things I achieved today. And when I look back to my journal, I know where exactly I wrote that I'll be able to do this one day. I'll be doing this one day. I remember 20... 19 I wrote that I'll be called to do talks, mm. you know, talks and, and, and things like this on influence and conferences and stuff. Not long after that, I got a call. Miss Susan reunited with me after how many years? Several, maybe. Ms. Susan, be my like, maybe like seven, seven, eight years. She so, said, Well, yeah, global youth empowerment, service, do this. The next thing, I was called to some other prayer platform. Oh, come and lead this one. This, 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 this. Now, the reason I'm able to appreciate that to a very large extent is because one day I had written it down, and when I look, oh, oh my God, you've been good. Look at scripture, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. I can also tell you, write and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. So that when you document those things, if I was talking about it before, how he's documenting his setup, how things are improving wow. from, okay, the setup we had in Nigeria to the one he has now, to where he's going, these things help your testimony. I've written when TTM first started. The number of people we had in that meeting. You know, how it was, how it's going, our months, all those things. I, I call it my, my journal of works, you know. And I have those things because you won't be able to document. Then you go beyond just a recounting of the past. You start a write by November. By January next year. Look at Bruce, I mean, that's one thing that Bruce is a master of. She knows the house she's looking at. It. She knows the car she wants. The spiritual things, and it will have a way. And that testimony will be much greater when you encounter it, because it had been written before that time. It had been written before that time. Oh, that through comfort of the scriptures we might have hope. Through comfort of what was written, right? We might have hope. Because on the on the, on the written word. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58. 15, 58. The last verse of this, it says, but you, beloved, be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding. Now, usually when people read this verse, they Because it is steadfast, immovable, you kind of just stay on this fixed mentality. But it is always abounding. This means always increasing. And abound means plentifully. So, plentifully increasing. Always flourishing in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labour is not in vain. One thing about the things that you write, the goals that you set, or your recounting of your life, it should always get bigger. It should always increase what you are writing, documenting about yourself. Do you understand? Steadfast, Immovable. Always abounding. There's meant to be a growth in your life. So, when you're writing and recounting what's happening in your life, it shouldn't be at the same level as the very first things you were writing. The beauty of writing is that you can can tell whether you're improving or not. When I compare my, my second book to my first, I remember my mother was asking about why am I pricing it like this? I said, Mom, it's me that knows what I put into the book. <laughs> <laughs> that book is two times bigger than the first one. And that's how I know I'm improving. Of course, it's not about the number of words you write, okay, not, not, number of pages, but I know what I put in there. The writer was more professional. And now, I'm revamping my first one to say, does everything, you know, written in that first one line up with my current convictions? Mm-hmm. But you see, when you mark, See, you can judge, you can determine. It is always abounding, always increasing in the work of the Lord. So, ensure that your Christian testimony if we're writing a Bible of you 50 years from now, it should be something that it moved from glory to glory. Look at David's one from shepherd boy to king you know, king over territories, a rich land to giving birth to the wisest man before Jesus ever came. To having supplied the house of the Lord, there was a growth in his riches, in his boldness, in his confidence, in the kind of armies he conquered. That's how it was with Joshua. Mark and you will see. That's what I'm trying to say. And there's, a, there's, there's an exercise i want to do. I just want to cover a few more scriptures. John chapter 16. Great. John chapter 16 from verse 1. We're going to just see that. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. The power of Mark 19. They will put you out of the synagogues. I mean, they'll chase you from the churches or from the places of worship. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. You know, they used to kill Christians thinking that they were, they were, the, they were really serving God. Because they're like, oh, these people of the sect, of this weird way, no, they keep playing with this Jesus. So they were killing people. Jesus said, they're going to come to kill you and think that they're doing God service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father or so known me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. Question, if it was not marked. If It was not written, would they know? Would they remember? Do you know how many times throughout scripture Jesus talked about hardness of heart? Do you know hardness of heart is he talked about it so much? I'll give you an example. He multiplied bread for them, all right, in the wilderness, and then he entered the boat and was with the disciples, and he said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. All right? And then they were discussing with himself. What does he mean? beware of the living of the pharisees he said i think it was was it peter he said ah maybe it's because we didn't bring bread As of, on this particular trip. you know his favorite food was bread and fish you know he multiplied and jesus looked at them like have you not known did you not consider the miracle that i just performed there was no bread it was just you know uh was it two loaves and some fish and i multiplied it what's up with you guys you know but that's the thing hardness of heart He said, they didn't consider that miracle. Sometimes we don't consider these things because they were not marked. They were not documented the first time it happened. Did you record the first time you got born again? You know, some people can't tell you the date they were born again. The the exact date it happened for them. They're not sure. But it's a good thing to mark. Because they say, wow, I've actually come a long way. I've learned some things. The first time you got filled with the Holy Spirit. The first time you spoke in tongues. The first time, like, these are things. And you can actually track that growth. And Jesus said, there are some things you need to note down. Okay? So that when those bad things happen, you'd remember that I, I told you ahead of time. And now, we Christians have strength, hope, courage to go through this world as bad as it is because somebody named John, right, chose to mark things That Jesus said, These things I have told you, so that when the time comes, you will remember but I actually told you these things, I already warned you of them. Let's see some more. I don't know how simple it is. wait, hold on. I don't think we're done with that portion. Let's see from here. Hmm, okay. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me where I'm going. But because I have said these things, your sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he is come, I just thought to give you some extra revelation, can I, can I do that? When he is come, he will convict the world. Who is the helper, first of all? Great, so he says, when he is come, he will convict the world, this is the most confused revelations on the Holy Spirit. Because it's one of the foundational ones that they give people, Mm -hmm. but they often confuse it. Mm -hmm. That's why I I thought to bring it to you. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit will convict who of sin? This is important. Mm -hmm. Some people say, when I comes to convicting you of sin, Mm -hmm. it's actually not true. Mm -hmm. That's not what this verse is saying. Mm -hmm. Look at it. When he's come, he will convict the world of sin. Mm -hmm. The world, those people that are of the world, But he said you are not of the world. Mm -hmm. Remember? So you're not part of it. Mm -hmm. So some people are concerned. So so who will convict me of sin? You don't you know when you are sinning? You, 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 you don't you already know when you're sinning. You don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you again. Look, he says he'll convict the world of sin and of righteousness. He will convict who of righteousness? You? No, he's still not the same. The world. He'll convict the world of righteousness. Now, you, this is, is twofold. Righteousness in terms of what is right in the sight of God. And also righteousness because of who he is. He would explain it. And of judgment. He'll convict the world of judgment. Now, he begins to explain. Of sin. Because what? They do not believe me. the first sin. The Holy Spirit will convict people of unbelief. So when you have somebody that's unbelieving in your family, Who do you consult? The Holy Spirit. Spirit. Lord, speak to his heart. Mm -hmm. Let him know. Let him know. He has to believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. He says, I'm not going to be here anymore to prove to you that I am the son of God. So that you know that I'm called. But you convict them of righteousness because I'm actually going to my father. Because they never believed me when I said that my father is God. They never believed me. Mm -hmm. But they will believe me i'll convict them of righteousness my righteousness mm-hmm. who I, I truly am okay and i've, I've said it that's the, the way to handle all this lgbtq stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah because you'll be talking with them oh, this is wrong this is wrong they know they feel your bible is already convicting them
1: mm-hmm.
0: you get it but what will make them come to the forefront i've seen it mm-hmm. a guy was in a worship meeting mm-hmm. right and he came forward and he said, I don't know, I just felt his spirit leave me and I've just renounced the LGBTQ, I'm not part of it anymore. Imagine, by himself, he's doing that. Do you think he'll just go back anyhow? No, because he, he knows he's the one that counted himself. Now when you talked to the person and it's as though you convinced the person and then the person now, I don't know, I think the person messed with my brain. Please, please this life was... Okay? He'll convict them of righteousness. Because I go to my father and see me no more. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are like my, my kind of catwalk. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> of judgment. Because the ruler of this world is judged. The Holy Spirit will convict the world that Satan is defeated, that their power is lesser. Mm-hmm. Convict the world that Satan has been judged. The prince, the ruler of this world is judged. Because when I leave here, it means that I'm sat on the throne of my Father. Meaning I'm now the supreme authority. That's what Jesus was saying here. Beautiful stuff. So I just wanted to show you that. I hope you're happy that I showed you that. Really, really important. So he told us these things already. He told us these things already. And if somebody didn't mark it for us, we'll be confused about who the Holy Spirit is and what he's truly doing. This is why he gave us the scriptures. To document things. Document things. Document things. The first day you filled somebody with the Holy Ghost. The first time you prayed, like Jason, for, for an hour. You know? The first time you prayed for somebody that was sick. Document the result. What the Holy Spirit told you. All of that kind of stuff. Mm? He trusts us. He trusts us. He trusts us. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1. So one of the last three scriptures I'm reading. 2 Thessalonians. Oh, yes. He says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who would have been confused about the coming of the Lord? But somebody marked. Tr- what this sermon is meant to do for you is to put a habit of writing, mm-hmm. of documenting in you. That's why it, it sounds this way. Mm-hmm. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering, I mean, remember, I gave you a prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. About some things that you have written and planned. If, if she never wrote that prophecy would be meaningless. It's like, yeah, I've always had plans for my life, yeah. I've always had, but no. <laughs> it it kind of waits because she planned some things. Now, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together, the gathering together here is the rapture. You want to know how to increase the revelation? Just look at somebody else interpreting the word, you know, and learn to reason in yourself as well. Not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us. He says, don't be troubled by spirit. Huh? or by word, or by a letter, there's power in that, but, mm. as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless there is a falling away first. Some people are going to fall away from the faith, don't let it be you. So he's marking, he's telling you that there's a falling away, so now you have a sure guide to say, no, in fact, I know that in these last days, there is an extra push by the devil away from church, so I will get more connected. As he push away from prayer, I'm going to get more connected. Mm-hmm. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits in the temple showing himself that he is God. Imagine. Do you not remember that when I was with you, you know, some people looking at things that's happening in Birmingham and Commonwealth and everything, and you like, why is this world so... Why is this world so... What I say, why is this world so... No, 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 no. i are going to be fighting. Do you understand? Reversing, coming against that work. Hmm? He says, don't you remember that when I was with you, I told you these things? And you know what's restraining him. So we will now learn about our restraining ministry of restraining the Antichrist. He says, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. The mystery of lawlessness. The mystery of lawlessness. It's It's like a spirit that makes people just without law without just behave anyhow. He says it's already at work in the world. Only he who now restrains will keep restraining until he is taken out the way. And he told us who is going to be taken out the way. The church. I'll gather him together. And then that lawless one will be revealed. You see? So it's marked for us. So we shouldn't be shocked about the days we're in. Shouldn't be shocked about the days we're in. Instead, we're to be mindful. You know? Seeing that these things will happen. Is, don't be shaking in mind don't be shaking in mind 1st Peter chapter 1 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 13 these are the last two scriptures mm-hmm. that's right 1st Peter chapter 1 13 to 16 then we'll go to 2nd Peter chapter 3 lapus embrebeki no falapahasis fishdo. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Don't be like Ben-Hadad. Be sober. Be woke and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not those trying to obey. He calls you obedient. So don't write it, I'm so, I'm so messed up. <laughs> you know, because they teach you express yourself. <laughs> I'm so messed up, everything is, to- I told you, stop lying, on you. writing lies. Mm-hmm. Because you will see those lies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you write about yourself? Dear God, okay. So, <laughs> people, okay, and obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, "Be holy, for I am holy." And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here, because that we are in a hotel here and stay here in fear wow. knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like the things ben had wanted who was not sober silver and gold from your endless conduct received by the tradition but with the precious blood of christ as of the lamb without blemish without spot indeed he was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you okay who through him believe in god who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God? So, 2 Peter chapter 3. Let's now look at the portion 8 to 11, 8 to 13. The Lord is my shepherd. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord, one day is as a, is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise which he has written. It says in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham was told, Okay, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And he says, He didn't have any reason to hope, but he believed what was spoken, that he may become what was written. What was written? He was focused. He was focused on what was written. Hmm. Okay. God is not slack concerning his promise, he's not lazy to fulfill our son counts slackness, but is long suffering to all of us not willing that any should perish i want you to see that god is not willing that any should perish this never changes he says my word does not change mm. never be confused there's nobody that god is willing to allow perish to just die mm. he doesn't need you anymore if, if you know in god's love and mercy if the antichrist could be saved he would But the Antichrist would give himself over to Satan anyway. You know, it's it's not by force that Judas, there's no scripture Mm -hmm. that says that Judas was the one that was going to betray Jesus. Mm -hmm. He gave himself over to Satan. The (laughs) Bible says Satan put in his heart and his love for money, his greed, took him away. When he realized that he was just the hand that was used in crucifying the Messiah, an innocent man, he hung himself. He threw the money away. He didn't know what came over him and there's going to be a falling away many such spirits that take you away from christ mm-hmm. some some people now become blasphemous mm-hmm. in these last days he's not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance to change but the day of the lord will come like a thief in the night it'll come like a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, since everything that we want to have in this life will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be? How are you meant to live? What kind of person are you meant to be, seeing that everything is going to go away anyway? In all holy conduct and godliness, looking forward and hasting the coming of God, the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. See? So we're looking forward to a, a new heaven and a new earth. All right? And it's marked. We will see it. We will see it. God said, bring me into remembrance of the things that have spoken concerning you." That's how I know that there are some things that are not meant to be. Say, Lord, I know this is what you said about me. At times I, f- I felt uh, weak or like, ah, how do I move? But I remember one particular day, I was very, very discouraged and I came across this thing. I didn't even write it in my main prayer journal, it was in some note. I'm trying to remember what I wrote there. but I think it was a very encouraging word from God. I don't know what he called me. It was just something so strong. And for some reason, as soon as I saw it, it's like I was just filled with courage again. I felt, my life is not over. You know? I remember. I need to find that note. But that's how it is. Oftentimes, when you're discouraged like that, or you're, you know, things are... like like brilliant says, life is giving you blows. Go and read what God has said about you again. He said you would make it in the end. He said you would become in the end. So you look at it, you mark, Lord, I will see. Yeah? You know? That's how to deal with God. Deal. you remember, He said it in a prof- Those prophecies you marked. What do you do in your discouraged times? Give it to discouragement? Give it to depression? No. Look at those prophecies again. He said, Timothy, I don't want you to be scared because there's a faith that's inside you. And I want you to read these things. Peter said, I want to stir up your mind by way of remembrance. I want to stir you up by the things I've written. Okay? So so we see all of that then. We see all of that then. Did we finish it? Yeah. So we said, all should come to repentance. Seeing all these things happen, what kind of person are you to be? Are you to be? My last thought that I want to share with you before we go into a very short thing. I know that I am special. I know that I am gifted by God. But I'll tell you, I strongly believe that a lot of what God has trusted me with and told me Mm -hmm. is because of this pregnancy revelation. And that's why I share it with such seriousness with you. Mm -hmm. There are things that I'm pretty sure he has only told me and only tells me because he knows that I'll write it.
1: Mm.
0: Just because of that. It's not even because I may even maybe in my own capacity be able to do it. Mm. But he knows that I would always say it. If he tells me something, I said, on a phone call, I will talk with you. And I'm, I don't want to write it. You see, like, it's it's just irreverence. The Bible says in Isaiah, he says. Who, upon who would you look, Lord? He says, the one that trembles at my word. The one that treats me talking like it's his life. Like it's his everything. He says, that one, I will look. That's the one I will go for all the time. How do you treat the word of God? God speaking to you. Are you aware writing the word of God is one of the signs that you reveal what he's telling you? Not just, oh Lord, you believe in me. There, there are times I've opened oh, my prayers and it's only I love you i heard and I wrote it. I love you. Finish. Don't I know the love of God already? But I wanted him. I'm saying to him by my writing that, Lord, I'm aware of your love. I'm conscious and I revere your love. don't Didi, my boy, is enough of me. I've written it. <laughs> I've written it. Ah. Didi, I believe in you. The number of times I've heard that. I believe in you. I believe in you. So, I take it very seriously. Learn to write what God tells you. What, what you hear in prayer, what you hear in worship, write it down. And you can be sure when you see it, it's like a testament that you're holding. Like, like that faith is the evidence right, of that thing that you've not seen yet. And it stands as evidence before God. And when he sees, you written it as well. It's also a convicting force. See, because he's, he's set on that. I told her this, and she's watching. The Bible says, the hand of the Lord is there to show himself mighty. To those who believe in him, those who stretch out their hand, you know, to do it. So take this mark and see thing seriously. Okay. The last thing I'll read to you, go back to that first Kings chapter 20. I just want you to see how Ahab messed up. Where, where did his mess up come from? First Kings 20. You won't have time to do the exercise. I'll just allow you to do it on your own. First Kings 20, all the way down, Go To verse 22 around there, and the prophet came to him, Go strengthen yourself, take note. Hmm? A great scholar, right? Now like, he says it again, Mark and see. That's what take note is. Okay, you just want to end it Mark and see what you should do, for in the spring of the year he will come against you. Then the servant of the king of Syria said to him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Okay, this is it. Scroll down. We know he defeated them. Now, we were at the part where he asked for mercy, right? He was asking for mercy from the king of Israel. I want you to see what happened. Okay. Where are we? Scroll down again. Yes. We'll spare. Perhaps he will spare your life. So they wore sackcloth around their waist and put ropes around their heads and came to the king of Israel and said, your servant Ben-Hadad says, please let me live. I still feel Ben-Hadad is stupid. And I think Ahab is worse. Because why would a king that wants your mercy still be sending servants, he still has pride? He still sent his servant to you. Ahab wasn't smart for that. Anyway, he fell for it. He says, and he said, is he still alive? Ahab, is he still alive? He is my brother. You've already called your up. Somebody that you tried to kill. Call him your brother. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> you trust too much. <laughs> now the men were watching closely to see whether any sign of mercy would, would come. So they were smart with it. They were watching closely and they quickly grasped at this word and said, Your, your brother Ben Haddad. I strongly believe Nigerians, spiritual Nigerians wrote this portion. Because if you see the way they they, they, they said it, they said that they were any mercy that will come out of his mother, and they quickly, yes, 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 he's your brother, he's your brother. So he said, yes, your brother, ben yes. So he said, go and bring him. So then Ben-Hadad came out to him and he had, and he had him come up into the chariot. Your enemy is now sitting with you. Mm-hmm. Ah. So Ben-Hadad said to him, the cities which my father took, no one thing with devils, they know how to talk. Mm-hmm. They know how to sweet talk. Mm-hmm. Hey, He said, the cities which my father took from you, from your father, I will restore. And you may set up your marketplaces for yourselves in Damascus, as my father did. Now, God's man is following the opposition. Then Ahab said, I will send you away with this treaty." Before now, everything that he did, you hear, a prophet came and said, a man of God came and said, all of a sudden, he now feels he has understood because he has won the battle. Why is it that we always? Hmm? When God has elevated and helped us, mm-hmm. we now feel, we, we know it, wisdom. Mm-hmm. You don't pray before decisions anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. at it. He says, I will send you away with this treaty. He has agreed. So he made a treaty with him and sent him away. Just like that. Signed documents. Just like that. Hmm. He says, now a certain man of the sons of the prophet. Now I want you to see this interesting account. You want to understand prophecy and all. Like, interesting. How would this happen? Hey. <laughs> I wonder what you would have done. I think you. everybody would fall for it. Now a certain man of the sons of the prophets said to his neighbor by the word of the Lord. I'll just tell you what it is. In the KJV, of he says, he said to him in the word of the Lord. This is the most dangerous thing in all the scripture. When somebody speaks to you in the word of the Lord, take it very seriously. Because look what happened. A prophet tells you, he said in the word of the Lord, strike me please. He just went to a random man and said, strike me, just strike me, beat me. Strike me please. And the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, surely as soon as you depart from me, a lion shall kill you. Jesus. And as soon as he left, a lion found him and killed him. Uh-uh. A random guy. Destiny cut off just like that. You have to be discerning, perceptive. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him, like I said. But how was he? he? He needed to have known. Mm-hmm. Easy to say, right? But if he was perceptive, he would have known. Son of the prophet. Is this the word of the Lord to me? As soon as he left him, lion found him and killed him. And he found another man, this, this guy, God. He found another man and said, strike me, please. So the man struck him, inflicting a wound. You know, people, they can give you free slap if you want. <laughs> <laughs> like... Free smoke, who want So he said, Strike me please and the man struck him. Yeah, I'm able to slap all these. then. Inflicting a wound. Strike me. But this one, you know, people, the one slap <laughs> has done it. <laughs> then the prophet departed and waited for the king by the road, King Ahab, who had just signed this treaty, right? And disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. Now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out in, into the midst of the battle. And there came a man. And and okay, and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, God, this man, if by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. So, he's saying that he went into the battle, and somebody handed somebody to him and said, if, if, if I come back and this guy is not here, I'm going to kill him, basically. Hmm? So, while your servant was busy, here and there, he was gone. So, the man, he was going to lose his life. Then the king of Israel said to him, so shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. You see? Yes, you misplaced the man. You have to die. He didn't know he was a prophet. Look, and he hastened to take the bandage away from his eyes. And the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said to him, "Thus says the Lord," he's speaking in the word of the Lord again, "because you have let slip out of your hand a man whom I appointed to utter destruction. Therefore, your life shall go for his life, and your people for his people." So the king of Israel went to his house, solemn and displeased, and came to Samaria. His end was terrible. Eventually, what, what happened? happened? By a random bull, struck by a random man in the battle, just toward the sky, it entered his arm and pierced into him. That's how he had died. Very interesting, right? But I just want you to see the interesting methodology used by the prophet. That's one thing. And just how God operates. So, no matter what happens, we always have to be sensitive for the voice of God. Through people, an angel can appear as a random person and speak to you something about your life, something about your future. Would you be perceptive to recognize? Abraham saw three men passing in. They were men, no wings. He said, my Lord, to three random men, he was perceptive in the spirit. Because that was actually God and two angels. He was perceptive. Look what happened here. You see? So, it's important. What am I saying? To be perceptive. It's important to treat the word of God with reverence. Alright? And then it's important to mark what God has told you. Be bold enough to write it. Especially when he has told you. And you can be sure. He would make sure that his word comes to pass. That's just how he functions. That's just the kind of God you are. I love when Kai did that song. I don't know if you guys remember it. Such a beautiful song. So thank the Lord for the word. And the little exercise I wanted us to do, but you can do it at home, is take time, assess your life. You know, some people don't like to think about their life. Go and think about it. For the first time in um, a few months. Write down, you know, five to ten things you want to achieve, you want to do, you want to change, or direction that the Lord is leading you in. Write them down. Be sure. Reasonable things. Don't now feel discouraged from the things you really want to write. <laughs> but write them. You know? Things that you know that if, if this is the eventual end, God will be happy in your you know, movement. But mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, I want to be known as a hitman, <laughs> As a tough guy. <laughs> no. Hmm? I want to strengthen myself. I want to be socially aware. I want to improve my communication. I want to be worth more. I want to pass across more value. I want to have a more intense prayer life. Oh, the things I've said. I want that every photograph, every video of me will carry the presence of God. Mm-hmm. the kind of things that I, I write about. I'm like, I want everything about me to carry God. It's just be like that. That if my name comes up somewhere, it'll be for a good purpose. You know? Write those things down and pray over them. Believe, God. Pray over them. Our, our world has weakened that word belief. So sometimes belief sounds like you are trying. It's an effort. But write those things down and pray over them. I believe God will work a miracle. You know, and there are special services called Mark and C services that would have coming futures as God directs. So you will be able to you know write all those things down. Oh, I want my family to be believing. I want this person to be saved. I want this person to be healed. No, those kind of things. Keep them there so that when it happens, Lord, I trust it. You can actually account for those miracles. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for every person that watches this service. Thank you for the ones present here. Thank you because they are blessed in all that they do. Thank you because of those things they've written down. The things they are believing you for. Do them good, Lord, according to your word. According to your spirit, let edification be in their life, increase in their life, strengthen their faith in you, help them, direct them to your word, angelic visitations, angelic ministry in their lives, thank you because you grant them success, every step of the way, they are increased, they are increased help those who want to go to school to go to school give them an opportunity a scholarship something let those who can't write be able to write A gift of writing a gift of reading you've done it before Lord, and you can do it again they're blessed in jesus mighty name amen no one day i was meditating on john 14 John 14, 14, thing and I was talking about the name of Jesus and how that if you ask anything in God's name, you will do it. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy who couldn't read, and I needed him to say the prayer of salvation in the mm-hmm. Because I had been thinking about it all day, I said, I might as well put it to work. Mm-hmm. I asked that reading, the ability to read, be given this guy. Sketch up that school cool. He was, how old? So, was, you know he, ne- he never developed. He was always a mm-hmm. wayward child. Mm-hmm. And right there, then he began to read. He was able to read the prayer of salvation himself. and I gave him the rhapsody, and he was able to read it. You can ask for anything in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's all about that faith, faith in the word. And you learn to exercise it. Like I said, practice, document these things, and you see your the getting stronger. Were we blessed today? We learned something. I'm happy. So feel free to give the Lord an offering. Thank you for the offering. Give the Lord an offering for his word, for his grace, for his goodness. We're compiling something special for Brits. We wanted to be able to play it in service, but we didn't get to be able to play it in service because we're still collating (laughs) some things. But we will. We will be able. We will be able. Mm. So feel free to give an offering to the Lord, and after that we can go back to the word slide. Because I want us to just pray for Brits. You know, this new phase she's entering in our life. Brits has done so much for us. Serving. For I think that's the top thing that I'm, I'm so. She is an, an epitome of service to God, media, huh? atmosphere. You will not know the role smiling at people in service, please. Someone could come to service and they just look at that media person. This <laughs> is <laughs> to come, hi. How is it going? Oh yeah, different things. This is helping us. Editing. Quality editing. Quality. You know, you see, the, I see the effort. Not everybody's doing the effort. You can see it. <laughs> editing is not easy. <laughs> but the patience to be able to do to do it, I missed exams. You know? So, she's entering a new season in her life. Maybe you should come and stand. With me, so that we will know, know what we're talking about. And we'll just stretch forth our hands and pray. Pray this new season she's entering, this new time, that it will be filled with God's grace, God's mercy. That everything He's been able to achieve through her will continue to and at a higher level. Let's pray in His spirit right now. Mashka Brande Vida, Bragisto, Kopradata Mashetti, Kila Baratus, stay in the UK, the provision. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Masha Kabondoski, Rebuska Parandos Kabrankidila, Rebetes Umbra Dadista, that the same Holy Spirit will continue to be with her. That same Holy Spirit, that same voice, that the love of God will be manifested in a greater way. That came out to see salvation because of her. Family will see salvation because of her. Supply will come to those around her. That she will not lack any good thing. Everything she needs. To finish this phase and to get into the next one, she will not lack any good thing supply, work, colleagues. Pray for the office she's going to work in, the office she's going to work in. Pray favor with her boss, favor with her peers. No devil. Can mess with her destiny, with her future. It's bright. It's in the Lord. Manti Kilabasiti Kila Brahmatis. Kara Basiti. Baptist do pray for his friends and he prospered. Karabasiti. There's prosperity in praying for other people. In Takababashite killabalababashita la baba. Integili Bahasba. Shala Balabah. Kam Rondos Kam Rondi Kritos
1: Indobrahda Sita Yilabalala Yilabalabala
0: Yilabalabala That she will see more and more birthdays More and more times of celebration Shikalabalabala That her life is protected Her flight is protected Shakaramadusata Riga Sito Riga from the Uber driver to the pilot to when she has came everything is ordered of the Lord. Smooth transition. Smooth transition. The pathway is being straight. Shaka Ramadanababa. <speaking> Indabrakis <Hebrew> the pathway. Oh, Baba. Father, we
1: thank
0: you. We thank you, Lord, for Brits. Thank you. thank you, Lord, for everything she's been able to help us. She's helped us. In the media department, the time she served in the technical department, everything she's been, the goodwill towards TTM, Lord. It's not everywhere that you have people that are passionate about your work, about the loss, about what's happening in church. But thank you for her heart that has inspired other people. Thank you for the wisdom in her. Thank you for the grace that you've given her thank you because of our inspiring testimony that I encourage other people to trust in you more father we ask that in this new season in this new phase that your grace will be even more abundant Amen. that these next coming years would make the other years look like baby years say, out, that your supply will be like never before favor with her boss favor with her peers manager everybody everybody will notice the difference of christ in her the difference that she's marked by christ she's protected from wicked and unreasonable people thank you lord thank you Marsha, we decree prosperity into our future peace into our future enjoyment into our future joy we rebuke every arrow of the devil anything that the devil can try we thank you lord because she's prosperous and nothing can stop her nothing can stop this season that she's entering into thank you lord for your grace may it be increased May be increased in Jesus' mighty name. You. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. amen. Brits, we love you so much. We love you too so much. Brits <laughs> to really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. has, has honestly done so much. I'm, I'm really reflecting. Do you know next week is? Do you know what next week you it? Do you know what that is? No. You got possess. As far as my phone, has been to you update.
1: Uh, <laughs> you <know? laughs>
0: and, don't worry. We're in, You know, the 8, people. They're coming. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll talk anyway. We'll talk. We'll talk. We have sure. one more week of glory, so exactly. yeah. Glory. <laughs> okay. So there we have it. Church has happened. I've enjoyed it. It was good to see everybody's face. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. In Jesus' name,
1: Amen.